Welcome to Death Becomes Her, the mini-cast where we spend five to ten minutes discussing death, dying, and grief from a variety of angles. I'm your host, Lyella Kelly. Today I want to get a little picky about words and phrases, specifically end-of-life planning and end-of-life wishes. Let's start with the word plan. In this case, we're talking about the verb, which is an action word, which means that it requires action on our part. To plan is to decide on or arrange in advance. And the word wish. In this case, it's a noun, and it means a desire or hope for something to happen. We'll get back to the discussion of words in a moment. First, I want to tell you about a couple that I recently worked with. This couple is in their 70s, and they have two grown daughters. They are both in good health. I asked about their end-of-life planning, what was done and what still needed work. The wife confidently answered that her husband would be buried, not cremated, and the burial would take place in a small, historic cemetery in a tiny little town in middle of nowhere, Montana. She would be cremated, and her cremains will be buried with him. That sounds great. They have it all worked out. I then asked about some more specifics. It turns out there weren't more specifics. No arrangements had been made with the cemetery. In fact, they weren't even sure that the cemetery was still doing burials. So here's the question. Does this couple have a plan or a wish? This scenario isn't rare. People may have ideas of what they would like to happen upon their death, but they haven't actually made the arrangements necessary to make those wishes a reality. This couple is off to a good start. They've thought it out and they've come up with an idea that they feel good about, an idea that resonates with their ideals and personal histories. That is a great start, but more is needed. Since this happens to involve a cemetery that is off the beaten path, a little extra research was needed. And here's how that process went. First, I tried to contact the cemetery directly. There was no website, no phone number, no email, just a general delivery address. I personally didn't even know that general delivery still exists. And perhaps it doesn't because I never received a reply. When that didn't pan out, I contacted the vital statistics office in the county seat. And even the county seat really had no idea of this little cemetery that I was talking about. But eventually, after a few emails and phone calls to a variety of county employees, I was connected with the person who had the information that we needed. And what we learned was that the little cemetery was no longer accepting full body burials, only cremains. It took about six weeks to obtain this information. So back to the couple. Imagine what would have happened if the husband had died before we learned this information. Imagine the extra stress. His wishes were very clear. Had he died, his wife would want to honor those wishes. How would she and her children have felt if in the ultra stressful days surrounding his death, they found out that they couldn't follow through on those wishes. Think of the anxiety and the guilt. On top of that, they would also be scrambling for a new plan. 
Hopefully they'd be able to find a meaningful alternative, but most likely they would end up settling for whatever was available or simply the easiest. His last wishes may have to be disregarded for the sake of practicality, and nobody wants that. This is a great example of the difference between plans and wishes. Wishes are hopes with nothing concrete to back them up. Plans, on the other hand, are arrangements that are made ahead of time that will ease the burden later. So how can you make your wishes into plans? First, explore your options. Learn about the cemeteries and burial grounds in your area. What practices do they offer? Traditional burial, cremation, green burial, recomposition. Determine the options that align with your values and budget. If you need help, there are people like me who can provide you with resources. Next, after you've made your choice, make an appointment with your chosen provider or vendor. They'll help you iron out the details, answer any questions you have, and sort out the financials. Um, One note here, it is worth noting that it can be beneficial to shop around. Many providers offer the same services, but at different prices. Finally, once your plans are in place, make note of them in your end-of-life planning files. Another side note, you need end-of-life planning files. If you haven't started organizing for end-of-life, good news. Taking care of this piece is a great place to start. So detail the arrangements you've made and let your personal representative or decision maker know where they can find this information when they need it. In addition to documenting your plans, it would also be a good idea to have conversations about your choices. This will give your representatives some context for the decisions you've made and a chance to clarify anything that they don't fully understand. A goal without a plan is just a wish. And honestly, if your wishes never advance beyond the idea stage, you may very well leave your loved ones with a heap of unnecessary stress. So do your homework, make some plans, and have conversations with your loved ones. You'll likely feel a sense of accomplishment and relief knowing that you've kindly provided clear direction for the people who matter most. Thank you for listening to the Death Becomes Her minicast. Connect with me, Lyella Kelly, at www.leavingwellmt.com. Special thanks to Roman Belov for our intro and outro music. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, talking about death won't kill you. I promise.